Angel Time podcast. My name is Brethany O'Reilly and I am a specialist teacher with the learning support and assessment team at Middletown Centre for Autism. Today I'm speaking with Mary Sharkey. Mary is a subject teacher and autism coordinator of a post-primary school in Ireland and I had the privilege of working alongside Mary in my role as coordinator of the Middletown Learning Support and Assessment Service. Today Mary and I will talk about her experience of working with Middletown and the impact that the service had in relation to both her own teaching practice and on the wider school community. So thank you very much, Mary, for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you for having me. Um, so we'll start off, Mary, just um, um, ask you, what was your personal experience of working with Middletown Centre for Autism? Um, my personal experience working with Middletown Centre for Autism um, was an extremely positive one. Our MCA coordinator was excellent. Um, she has a very calm in disposition. Um, she's non-judgmental and she had the ability to give us constructive feedback where she was very honest and candid um, in order for us to develop more skills to support the child we were working with and move forward to integrate the child back into the school setting. She's an exceptionally good listener and had a great ability to network and create links outside the school environment almost instantly to benefit the student and his family and allow him opportunities for social integration outside of the school environment. The Middletown coordinator always communicated information, recommendations, strategies very well to myself and all members of the staff with a clear action plan in place to meet the needs of the child and his family. Um, I feel I really learned so much from the Middletown coordinator where she still guides me and provides advice to me uh, to support me working with other students with autism um, in our special class. Um, in enhancing the lives of the, of the children, the, of the young people with autism in our school community. Thank you very much, Mary. That's very complimentary to me. And I suppose just in response, I mean, it was a pleasure to come into your school and to, to work alongside you and your team. You were so open and, and willing to, you know, take on board advice. It, it can be hard, I think, you know, when somebody comes in and starts maybe, you know, giving advice and, and um maybe it comes across as telling you what to do or you know so like everybody was so welcoming and, and so eager and willing to take on board advice and to to um work together with me and it really is I think that working together approach and um, yeah. that is so important in in supporting young people with autism um, and you mentioned there you know creating links so it's not only working together within the school and, and, you know, across home and school environments, which is so important, but also creating links in the wider community. And um, because there are supports out there, different family resource centres or, you know, um, TUSLA um, or just linking in with um, the HSC school age team. And, you know, there are lots of supports out there. And I think from my own experience, that is one of the things that Middletown does very well is, is, um, you know, figuring out who, who's on board and who's available to support and kind of trying to get everybody onto the, the same page and, and work together as a team to support the young person. Yeah, definitely. I think like yeah. with the work that you did like that, it was great, I suppose, for, um, I suppose, uh, through all of the work that you did, Brefney, as well, that you created links with, with Feroiga and um, they, they provided valuable services to our student and his family and the student got involved in extracurricular activities outside of the school to create more, more opportunities for social integration and learning of new skills which tied in 
with their overall plan for the student and it also led to being involved in the METAL process as well, um, which is a case coordination process for families with additional needs who require multi-agency intervention and everybody sitting around the table and identifying uh, students' strengths and their needs and also targets that we want met and who's going to be responsible for that. So I think that was you know, really important and it led to then um, creating wider links and providing valuable services for the students and the family and also for the school and I suppose them links still exist, which is great. Very good. Yeah, that is great. And um, so can I ask Mary then, what, what were your expectations prior to the service? So, do you know, the, the application was sent in for Middletown, but often um, schools maybe don't have um that much knowledge or understanding or you know haven't worked with Middletown before so and um, just what were your expectations prior to I guess myself arriving on your doorstep? Yeah um, I suppose the expectations uh, were support for the student I suppose we were we were struggling um, uh, and I suppose we were looking for support for the student and for his family and um, for ourselves as school and collectively working together to integrate the student back to school and learn new for us to learn new skills and build an existing skills that we could teach the student in a way that he could learn um, and I suppose as a school we acknowledge that we are always learning uh, we need to develop more skills and knowledge and strategies to make the school a more accessible place for this child in particular but also for other children as well and make it a less stressful place for students um, and I suppose looking at appropriate and realistic target setting for the students and more resetting realistic targets targets for the student um, and bringing all the professionals around the table um, together to help the student move forward and get access to further services and supports that was needed for him and his family. Um, and assessment and intervention in the home and more supports for home. So they were kind of our expectations at the beginning and our expectations were met and uh, way above that breathly. So um, thanks to you and to Middletown. That's great. Thank you. Um, so I know it, um, a lot of our work centred around emotional regulation and, and supporting this, this student in particular um, with emotional regulation. Um, is there any kind of advice that you can kind of recall that you found particularly helpful? Yeah, I suppose when, when um, we start working with yourselves um, and working with the, with the child, I suppose, uh, working together, that there was a huge amount of work that we, um, around emotional regulation, and I suppose we were kind of um, introducing the zones of regulation, which we found really good, but I suppose we used that more in depth, Brethany, when you started working with us. Um, so we used the zones of regulation, which uh, we find excellent, and we still use it today um, with a huge amount of visual supports, particularly focusing on strategies um, with managing yellow and red zone feelings. Um, and I suppose all the recommendations that you gave us was brilliant. Um, we had, I suppose we were very lucky in the classroom, we had an adjoining room attached to the main classroom where the student himself called it the safe house as he felt safe and comfortable um, in this room when he became dysregulated. Um, the student had a cam box in the room where he had sensory toys and used this space to read his football magazines. Um, and the room was also used for relaxation tasks that the student enjoyed to help regulate. Um, so, for example, slow breathing exercises, deep pressure exercises and positive memory pictures to create happy thoughts. Um, what I found is also really um, useful advice was find, um, I really found teaching the student to ask for breaks or help or say he doesn't understand very helpful because I suppose he took that for granted and thought that he was able to do this and able to advocate for himself. 
which he wasn't. And I think it's really important that he needed the ability to do this. Um, along with the zones, we used the energy levels, which you thought was about Brefney, which was rated 1 to 10, where 1 was low energy and 10 was lots of energy so that he could check in with himself. And then we could base tasks uh, around how he was feeling and based on his energy levels, which was really good. Um, and also then the journal that you created for him as well, that um, encouraged him to write negative and positive thoughts into his journal, which he, he didn't like to vocalise, but he would write down and express his feelings in this journal, which was great. And other practice tasks for emotional regulation included social stories, sensory choice boards, um, creating an area for the student to run and walk in because he had lots of energy and needed that space. Um, also, um, based on recommendation like when he was experiencing yellow zone and red zone feelings he used like we had empty boxes in the adjoining room that he would sometimes may need to kick around the room or a pillow that he could shout into when he was experiencing the red zone feelings or yellow zone feelings and also he liked using the resistance bands and tying them onto the handle of the door in that adjoining room and pulling them um which was kind of, a, I suppose, it was it was a useful way for it to help regulate his feelings and emotions. Um, so very little academics were completed with the students as he was not regulated enough to meet the, man, the demands of academia. But I think it was really, I suppose, I learned a lot um, as a teacher and I feel that it is a life skill that needs to be explicitly taught. Um, and it's equally important, if not more important, than the curriculum. And the ki- kids that are not regulated cannot access the curriculum. So I think this is really important when a student or a child is regulated, then they're available for learning. So um, I think it was a really, really good learning process. Thanks, Mary. And, and I suppose I kind of remember myself that, you know, there was some um, concern kind of in the kind of school management level that the, the, the at the time the young person wasn't accessing academics and, you know, he comes to school to do certain subjects um, and you know I know there was some work done in that and helping kind of school management I guess understand exactly what you said there that without regulation that the the child or the young person isn't in a in a space where they're ready and and available to learn Um, and I think that's I you know some work maybe that that needs to be done nationwide you know that it's just that understanding that if we are not in a regulated state um, that you know how much information may we be taking in 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 a maths class or in an English class or whatever the, the class may be yeah. that, that regulation really is at the center of of all learning and, and the, the ability to take in information um, and you know I think a lot of the work we did was around helping the young person to express his emotions you know he said about the journal and and you know having empty boxes for him to kick at a time if, if that's what he felt um, he needed to do or shouting into a pillow um, and it's not that we would want them to be long-term regulation strategies but I think that was part of meeting the the young person and where he was at and he was at the point where he needed to maybe kick things or shout um, at things and it was safer and, and more appropriate for him to shout into a pillow um, or to use the boxes than to use furniture in the classroom or shout at, at peers or staff and yeah, so it was kind of, him, but it might necessarily work for somebody else so absolutely yeah so it's it's very individual to the to the young person and see where are they at right now and and helping them um 
you know, with their individual needs and then looking at, well, how, you know, what other strategies can we teach them? So using um, the CAM box and, and using other regulation like breathing tasks. And, and um, we used a lot of deep pressure as well with that student. So using other other tasks then to expand and, and help them grow their, their repertoire of strategies to, to um, you know, support their emotional regulation. Okay. Um, thanks, Mary. Um, so then did you access resources from the website or have you accessed? Yeah, yeah I have. Um, well, I suppose I have accessed a huge amount of resources from the Middletown Centre for Autism. I suppose um, I have been working in the special class for a long time. And I suppose it's since, um, I suppose, since Brethany that you got involved with us that I have been kind of, I suppose, become more aware of all the services that Middletown offer. Um, and um, I suppose recently I completed a personal care module with a group of students in the special class and I accessed the visuals online. So there was loads of social stories on like shaving, using deodorant, washing hands and um, just excellent um, resources. And there is an excellent video there um, that I can't recommend enough by Karen Diamond, where she focuses on personal care. So she focuses in washing exercise and healthy eating she does separate videos for each and it is done through song she sings a song teaching about personal care with visuals and music and I think it hits all learning styles and the kids in my classroom actually uh, found it brilliant I thought it was amazing and um, there is also a podcast on personal care by Jill which is very valuable and um, also one of the students lost their granddad there recently so I used the resources on bereavement and um, which I found so helpful in explaining to the children about losing a loved one um, I use the resources on RSC videos on introducing change and um, the recipes posted on the social media section, uh, mindfulness videos. And I recently used the self-care battery, which tied in, ties in lovely with emotional regulation activities. Um, and also just there more recently as well, like the social media section, they're constantly updating their resources. And um, I was just looking there the other day, actually, and there is a lovely uh, clip there meeting sensory needs in the school. And it's by Joan MacDonald. And it just provides practical ideas to meet the sensory needs of students in the classroom. Um, very visual as well. And just as we're talking about the emotional regulation as well, there is uh, information there just posted recently, a research bulletin on uh, emotional regulation and it's by Dr Barry Pizant and he just explains why students with autism and young people in general become dysregulated and he provides strategies in I suppose helping young people um, to become regulated and using self-regulation and mutual regulation so I found that really excellent so there's a vast amount of resources um, which is excellent and really supportive to any teacher any SNA um, I suppose anybody working with students with autism yeah I, I do agree with you Mary like it is worth taking the time to kind of explore explore the website and, and the social media pages and, and see what's on there um, I mean I, it's a go-to for myself as well even you know I would go in and, and you know see what's what's up there because um, you know there could be things gone up that even just for me to refresh myself or, or new things that have gone up, gone up maybe that I'm not aware of so um, I think for anybody just to take the time and, and just keep an eye on it um, because there are new things being posted all the time. Um, Mary you had access to to the and, and the staff at the school had access to Middletown um, training pre-COVID when there could be face-to-face -face yeah. training which seems like a different life lifetime yeah. ago. 
Um, but did you find um, the, the training beneficial or what training did you did you take part in yourself and the, the school staff? And um... uh, Absolutely. Um, I feel the whole process is so beneficial. Um, and as we talked about all the accessible resources, um, but uh, all of the staff working in the special class and um, received training from Middletown. And I suppose what we received training on was uh, sensory processing, uh, positive behaviour anxiety, transitions, uh, relationships and sexuality and staff from other um, schools in the area with special classes were invited to the training so it was excellent um, so thank you Middletown for that um, but you know the whole process has been it was so beneficial and um, Brethany you are a coordinator and um, you are absolutely amazing and you have so much knowledge um, so much experience and skill and you've so I've seen you working with with the student in particular and you've so much um, respect for the young people that you work with and really understand their needs and I am so thankful to you because I've learned so much from you and I suppose you've instilled confidence in me as a special class teacher so thank you for that and thank you to, to Middletown because the whole process was was just amazing. I think I can recall saying to you a few times, Mary, that you also have lots of knowledge and skill yourself, you know, so I guess it is having that confidence to, you know, I, I do know what I'm doing or I am doing the right thing or I am on, on the right track. Um, and like sometimes I have to check in with myself too, especially in situations, you know, where it's, it's really challenging. You, you maybe question yourself, oh, am I doing the right thing here? And um, so I suppose that's why it's helpful to talk things through sometimes with another teacher or another staff member and or, you know, another professional or just to check in. But um, definitely you have a, a wealth of knowledge and experience and, and skills yourself. And the, the, the children attending your school um, are very respected and, and well cared for, without a doubt. Um, so just two more questions, Mary, just to ask you, um, what was the longer term impact then of, of working with Middletown? Um, I suppose still linking in with yourself, Brett, even though you're, you're long officially finished with our school. But um, I suppose just the advice and guidance uh, when I feel that I am struggling with the student or I suppose, as you said there, just checking in with yourself to make sure, you know, are you doing the right thing, especially in very challenging situations um, or are the things that I could do better? So um, I think that is is um, definitely the longer impact anyway to date, as, um, which has been brilliant. Um, all of the training that the staff received as well has helped staff working with students in the special class and also the students in our mainstream school. Um, I suppose there's, there is a number of students in the mainstream school with diagnosis of autism. And even if students don't have a diagnosis of autism, any child can become dysregulated or find things challenging. So I think it has created confidence in teachers and I think it has created um, a better understanding for students, um, I suppose, with additional needs and that have uh, challenges um, in school, in a busy school. Um, so there has been a huge impact working with Middletown and all the staff in the school, and this has benefited all of our children. That's great. Thanks, Mary. And, and just to maybe, I'll, I'll just say for anybody in, uh, of the listeners, just that Middletown have a phone-in service and the, the number is on our website. So if anybody out there has a specific concern, um, and they, um, you know, want to talk through with a, a member of our team, they can phone the, the centre and um, it will be admin who, who take the call and um, somebody from the admin team will take the call, but then you will receive a, a call back from um, so, someone on the advisory team who can, you know, support you if, if you have a specific 
um, query or, you know, you're going through a specifically challenging time and would like just to talk things through or, or get some advice. Um, so then my final question, Mary, and I think you maybe kind of answered it or touched on it a bit there in, in the last um, answer, but just what was the impact on the wider school community? Um, I suppose just, I suppose the skills all staff learned throughout the whole process uh, working with Middletown uh, Centre for Autism um, is used to support all our students throughout the school community. Um, it has a huge knock-on effect on staff's thinking and understanding, which I think is hugely important. Um, and I suppose it's just, it, it, you know, it's not just working with kids in the special class, it has to be in the wider school community. So I think it has been so beneficial to all staff and students. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, increasing that knowledge and understanding of, you know, of everybody and, and um, you know, helping people to understand that the adaptions and maybe they need to make themselves as as yes. professionals or as teachers in order to accommodate um, for students with autism in their, their classroom. Yeah, and teaching the, the way they learn and trying new things. I think it's really important. Yeah, very good. Very true. And I think that might be a good place to finish our podcast interview. So thanks again to you, Mary. I really do appreciate your time today. And I hope everyone enjoys listening to Mary's experience of working with Middletown Centre.